1: What's up? Happy Thanksgiving You know, happy Thanksgiving from me Metal Cooper Metal Cooper, Robert Cooper, uh, everybody's Threadless Broadcasting Network Figure, you know, might as well just start out saying that cause, uh, You know, Thanksgiving's A really, it's a really nice holiday When you look at it in the very rosy glass. glasses now, to look at it in other glasses You get negative <laughs> and cynical And trampling because of Mars Black Friday But yeah, you know, happy Thanksgiving Hope everybody enjoyed their day of Turkey, and football, and sitting with a bunch of family that they really do not like. Because, you know, that's tradition. (laughs) But, uh, welcome to the Metal Hammer of Doom podcast. As stated before, I am your host, typically co-host, but I'm hosting tonight because the mandated reporter, Mr. Mark Radlich, is uh, doing family stuff and his wife would probably kill him with a rake. So... I'm here hosting night. It's gonna be pretty great, pretty fun. And I have a co-host. That's right, like former Radlitch Broadcasting superfan, now turned Radlitch Broadcasting superfan slash what content producer, Mr. Jesse Starcher. How you doing, buddy? I'm putting
2: the I'm putting that, put, title, I'm on put that title on my resume. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Happy, Happy, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. And, out there. Out there. Podcast,
1: there, land. podcast land. Oh yeah, the land of podcasts and cowboys. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs>
3: yes, indeed.
1: That makes my day. That makes my life.
2: I picked they them too. I picked them too. I, man, I, I, hurts, man, man, that, that hurts.
1: That hurts. <laughs> I think Teasley picked them along
2: with me, so I I don't think it was a bad I don't think it was bad loss. Bad loss. <laughs>
1: uh, Oh well, hope nobody picked Carolina, cause that's a bad idea. Oh, <laughs> uh, when I was at work the other day when the guy was like, "Hey, the Panthers can't lose this week." Like, oh, you're funny. Cause it's the bye week, actually. Like. Yeah, because like,
3: it's
1: a bye week. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, oh, you clever bastard! I made that joke earlier, and my mom was like. <laughs> <laughs> she she was not in, not impressed but, you know, not my fault I didn't do it <laughs> that's alright not my fault the team sucks I just work here that's right that's right that's right even though they don't pay me unlike my other job where they do pay me and then my <laughs> school job which is me going to school where they technically pay me through education Some bullshit concept no. <laughs> lovely lovely yeah, yeah. all right, uh, almost the end of the semester. Oh, well, anyways, metal. So, as stated, Metal Hammer Doom podcast, uh, this week, we, uh, we're doing Jesse's, uh, request. Jesse has been begging us to do the band oh, yeah. for a while, and damn it, he, Mark was like, well, it's gonna be you and Jesse, and I was like, Jesse, go, you, you can choose whatever you want. I'll, I'll throw you, a, I'll give you a Thanksgiving present, you know. Rather than the other Thanksgiving present, which is turkey and snake.
2: <clears throat> I have plenty of that.
1: I'd love that. Yeah, so tonight we're talking about the newest Scar Symmetry album, The Singularity, Phase One, Neo Humanity. Oh, some
2: good stuff, man. Good stuff,
1: I'm man. I'm so
2: I'm, excited, I'm so to, excited, to, talk excited to talk this album. One of my favorite One of my bands, favorite bands of, all time. of all time. Um and I've only known it I've only known I've only about, known these guys for about Three years I'd say. Three years so, I'd say. So but, but I've went back and listened to the catalogue of their the catalog albums after I first, started listening, after I first started listening to them. And I, I was, impressed. I, I mean, was impressed. I mean there's I mean there's, few albums, there's few albums that you can put the put put, put a turn the, on put, put a turn on. Turn it on and then immediately, turn it on let, and then immediately like the first song that's playing. The first song that's playing. And that's what and I got out of. That's I, I I started playing, I one, started of their first playing albums, one of their first albums, and I was like, dang, this is some, good stuff. Dang, this is some good stuff. And then, and then proceeded it, from there on, I listened, there on stuff, I listened to more stuff and more stuff. There's very few, there's few songs that dislike these
1: guys. Like and, I,
2: and I thought, it's I, Thanksgiving, I, I want to give to wanna give the people to of Radulich Broadcasting Network, those that listen to us the Metal Hammer of Doom, this is my present to you present to you. And I hope you guys enjoy I
1: it. I hope you guys enjoy it. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh hey, I enjoyed the present. <laughs> 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 yeah, because, like, I'll be honest, I don't think I own, no, I don't own any other albums, nor do I think I've listened to them. I think I might have turned down the chance of buying a few albums. Because I was like, yeah, well, you know, another band, whatever. Because metal gets kind of overpopulated with bands, and a lot of them just do the same thing. Which I mean, hey, that's great, but uh, you yeah, know, I just never give them give a chance. So you know, like, let's do Scar Symmetry, I'm like, all right, what's the worst that can happen? And, hey, it won't be Bro Down
2: or anything. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Oh, no kidding. God, that album album's bad. It's they boring. Uh, something they, just something showed just up on my Spotify, there a, my Spotify ago, there a couple days ago. Uh, stating that they had stating that they had um, a new single. Uh, a new sing- I haven't had a chance to listen to it. It's like Americ or Americana or something or like that. Like that. So I'm curious as to whether so I'm curious as to whether it's you know
1: that last anything like that last album? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's kind of the songs, about in straight edge. Bro. Straight, edge, bro. Straight, edge bro. straight edge, bro. Straight edge, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of straight edge, I need to go listen to that uh, art of wrestling podcast with CM Punk. Oh no kidding, dude! I, I, I,
2: kidding, dude. I saw I, that show up on my feed today, and, on, and my on, feed Facebook. today and on Facebook. Everybody's talking about Everybody's
1: it. I haven't, had a, about, to to I
2: it haven't had a chance to listen to it. Yet.
1: I haven't either. It's a good podcast. I've listened to a few episodes. But yeah, CM Punk apparently got fired on his wedding day. <laughs> That's shitty. <laughs> <laughs> That's shitty. Yeah, it is. But I, I want to listen to it, even though my fandom of CM Punk has kind of went from like where I thought he was the greatest thing ever in the world, to like yeah, I like him, but he's a
2: dick. Oh, I was I was a huge oh, was, fan. I'm price fan. I'm probably, uh, I wouldn't say I'm still a big CM Punk mark, CM but because of all the stuff that's kind of went down, but down, when but he first showed up, when he first showed up, one of the few, few uh um, um, few two wrestlers that I went through liking him as a face and heel. as a face and heel. And no matter, yeah, what, he if, no matter what, and if,
1: What was you going to say? Gonna say what was you going to say? I was going to say, like, as a face and the heel, it's like he had two – he had a similar personality with both, but it worked. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah, I mean, I, it was just a really – he, he was just a great wrestler. and I loved his gimmicks. He always had good matches. But, like, as it started, I think once he lost the title, they were like, oh, well, I don't know what to do with you. <laughs> Yeah, like like just personally like rating like just rating things he says and like he he has always been a smug self-absorbed bastard. But I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just kind of tired of it. Whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's
2: and that's kind of what's turned TV. me yeah. off of him. There. Lately, the lately, it's because of the you whole. you hear thing. some stories, man, and you it's hear just like stories, man, and it's just like you, uh, you you uh, you, uh, you, you uh, really you, you, if you were a fan of him, it's kind of hard to say that way
1: because he sounds like he sounds like yeah, yeah, and like plus, like yeah, WWE was kind of not that great with him, and it's still like kind of without him. Even though mm-hmm. Blue Sting came back, and probably not going to hear from him for a while. That's fine. It'll be like that one time in DNA where Bobby Lashley showed up, pointed on the entrance ramp, and didn't show up for three months. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, hey, I discovered New Japan, so I'm I'm good. I got New Japan and NXT to watch. I, I'm set for life. Oh, and Lucha Underground. around. Yeah, awesome. I'm, I'm good. Awesome. Yeah, like that's that's enough wrestling and manga and anime and I got and, and video games. I'm good. Anyways, you said uh, metal. You know that that thing, that thing that we love so much. So uh, I know you talk about why you love Scar Symmetry. Uh, oh, this album. This is a very very interesting album. Like are all other albums like this where they use like fucking like 30 point scrabble words. Dude,
2: just uh, let, uh, let's go. Let's, let's, hop let's, go let's, let's hop on the star web, symmetry web uh wiki page with, here. Uh, wiki page. I want to read you some I track read you titles. Some type. And this is at first what is caught my eye. What caught my eye. with this band. With this um band. um let me see here. We got, I want to just read you uh, some here off Polundra- of, uh, How <laughs> It Palundra- 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 Is One of Their, Palundra- their Palundra- Best, Palundra- best Palundra- Albums. How It Is One of Their Best Albums. We got Time we got Wave Zero. Time Wave Zero. That's track number two. Track number two. Quantum, 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 Leaper, track Quantum number Leaper, track number three. <laughs> yeah, All yeah, right, yeah, yeah, um, right, there, I'm a fan. Yeah, um, We have the Three Dimensional Shadow. We the Three Dimensional Shadow. Ghost Prototype One, Measurement of Thought. Ghost Prototype One, Measurement of Thought. I mean they, they, these 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 titles mean, they, these these titles and all these on and and all these albums are just they're are out just, there they're out and there and they do a great and job of they they do a great job of making of, you uh interested you know, they, in the song uh, interested he, in each song and, he, and trying they, to decipher it now a lot of times decide. now a lot of times with most metal me, most metal, metal faithful, me, out most there, faithful out there they're obviously they're, into the sound obviously into the sound me, I'm a lyrics guy. Me, I'm a guy. So as soon as as, well, as soon as I as, as soon as I, I hear some, uh, great, sound, I hear I hear some great, great sound lyrics, and then I hear some great lyrics and I've got a to try and sometimes a to it's sometimes it's like a puzzle for me to try and figure like out what the hell are these guys, guys talking about? These guys about. That's that I'm hooked. That I'm hooked. Um, and not um, to mention um, they make to me they to make they it made, sound good. But yeah, most of their albums are very similar. I guess I should say in this particular case. With with this new album They have uh, They've definitely gone to uh, the progressive side of it Um, That's one of the uh, things that I've seen Is that A lot of people are saying is that It's going more towards a progressive metal metal. But they
1: You know it's not too far from
2: what they've
3: had before
1: I mean hey I can definitely see (laughs) some Prog metal and some power metal themes in this mm-hmm. album, and really that's what really, mm-hmm. that's what really throws me off. Not that that's a bad thing, cause, uh, so we'll go through these. There's a lot of like kind of a typical like a lot of death metal sound to it, and I feel like that's honestly one of the more weak points of the band. But when they throw in all these like power and aggressive like elements in there, it's like when it really gets interesting and you're forced to look at it and go, whoa, okay, mm-hmm. because this is cool. Mm-hmm. And yeah, their their lyrical theme. It seems like they have a lot of high concept sci-fi, which is hey, fucking love that stuff. <laughs> hell yeah, they, hell
2: yeah. I watched a little of um, uh, I
1: watched a of a
2: little bit of the uh, like a, of, a something uh, on YouTube. Something on YouTube, and and they had. We're nice they enough to put out like nice a, a, uh, a background, background sort of a video talking about video this, about album, this album, album, along with along with uh, uh, a track by track, uh, a track, by track uh, breakdown of what uh, they're kind of uh, attacking, uh, here. attacking now, here. Now, obviously, now with this particular album, this particular uh, album uh, what they have said is this: uh, what they obviously, this is, this, is this is phase one. Is that's in the title. What um, they're what what this is is going to be a trilogy of albums. And they're going to be, right now, going be attack, right now. now they're right attacking now. They're attacking the point, attacking or I guess just to say, point, they're they're, I guess they're they're discussing, they're, the, point they're discussing and and to the
3: point of neo-humanism.
2: And according to Hair Nelson, which is the, Perry the Nelson, Nelson, is the guy that did most of the writing of the, the lyrics and stuff here, the and stuff what, here. They're stuff what they're there. doing what they're is they're they're talking they're about how humans are becoming humans are becoming and these these modified humans, these modified humans modified by technology. So. I, so, guess his, I guess the, his impetus for the uh, the idea for the uh, album was he was at an airport and he an heard airport, somebody, he some, some guys talking about this book by about. a guy by the name well, of Ray Kurzweil, which I'm not too familiar with, too but familiar, I think in, in I, I some circles I, I think I've think heard his name mentioned. Of he but, he there's mentioned. but there's a book that he wrote called The Singularity is Near. Now, have you ever heard of the term singularity? The term singularity
1: there uh Uh. I mean, I've heard it, just not really thought much about it.
2: Okay, well, isn't okay. that like a yeah, well, uh, space that's just like one,
1: like it's like kind of stuck in? Right. It's
2: it, well, it's singularity. It, it, well, singularity is actually a term. Remember how me and you were talking about Terminator, me talking about Terminator, uh, Terminator uh, on, on Messenger? Uh, messenger. Yeah. Uh, the singularity the, is the, the singularity point is in, time in time in which time artificial in which intelligence, artificial becomes, intelligence self-aware. becomes self-aware. To where? That is, Where, that is called the singularity, and now machines are aware of, and of themselves, and of course the big fear is that they're, the going, to is that they're going to just wipe out humans. Um, so when the, uh, happens, when the singularity happens, supposedly there is a, a, there is a, a short a time frame short that humans, want, frame to that to humans want to continue to so, live. So um, that, that, that's um, where that's kind of where, the where they got the idea, then idea then from it. And then he sat down and kind of discussed with one to, of the other band members as to. Okay, hey look, this is what I'd like to do. I'd like to do. An album, uh, I'd like to do an album. And this is kind of what it's based and on. This is well, I think it's the basis. The guy by the name of Henrik. guy by the name of Henrik says, "You know what? Let's do it. Let's do one better. Let's do one better. We'll go ahead and we'll do three albums." And here's, and here's the synopsis, and we're going to tell this story tell about, how, about technology how technology overtakes
0: overtakes, uh, overtakes humans. Uh,
2: and humans. And we're, what we're looking and at right here is, looking the at the right is the first trilogy. story of this trilogy. And that—that uh, uh, that, that, one of the things he talked about was, the, the, talked about on, was the art on the on the uh, on the album. The representation of Da Vinci's. Uh, oh, I wish I could remember what oh, he called—a it, it, uh, called man man. I don't know if that's a term or a, a, anything you're familiar yeah, with, but it's, 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 the, with, but it's, it's the picture of the guy with the arms out, the out and a diagram, but supposedly this is a diagram, diagram of the, the Neo-Human. The Neo Neo. So um, oh, yeah. that's, uh, that's uh, kind of uh, where they're taking it. That's kind of a little bit of the background yeah. of, kinda of kinda where the album came from and how it started. Yeah, I
1: know the trivia about it. Thank you.
2: Well, uh, that's that,
1: that, that right. uh, I thought you said like Vatuvian man, or something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll roll with that Vatuvian. Well, I'll
1: roll with that Vatuvian. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll we we'll we'll, we'll figure it out, you know. <laughs> Thanks so, goodness <laughs> for the
2: internet. Thanks goodness
1: for the internet. That's right, because I was sitting there, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's, yeah, there, yeah, there yeah.
2: That's there you go. There
3: you go.
1: Uh, but, yeah, that's, I mean, that's really interesting. Apparently, looking at, Fa- uh, I looked at Wikipedia earlier, uh, the guy who runs this band, uh, Per Nielsen, is a member of Mensa. <laughs> oh, and really? Oh,
2: really?
1: Yeah, he's a member it of It does Minza. show.
2: It does as, show. I mean, the dude, it when we get, show. Into, uh, dude, we get into, into talking about some of the lyrics, I mean, there's shit. There's one word word. came out on their first single, which is a word by the name of Lemmoner. Lemniscate, and we're going to have to look that yeah, up when we hit the track, but uh, the track. Uh, anyway, um, anyway, yeah, it's, um, uh, it's put some stuff it's in there that just makes you, it all makes sense somehow, oh, wait, I, now I need to figure, out, now what, now need to figure what out what sense it makes to me,
1: what sense it makes to me, yeah, I think if I were smarter, this would make sense, so,
3: yeah, I got
1: you, I got you, all right, so let's go ahead and start with, actually, uh, an interesting little uh, intro here. This is track one off the album, let me find what I'm for. This is called The Shape of Things to Come.
3: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
2: if you want to, if you but want I'm to, man, to close some stuff want down. you can go right into the next track. You, you want right to go into the into next track? The next track. That next I mean, really, we just, that, played, I mean, that really we just played that Only 25 the whole seconds. Whole thing, the whole thing there, there was just them posing, there was the them posing the question. And if you want to go
1: ahead and go to the next track, you're more welcome to. Okay, yeah, because they kind of just merge, they merge into each other. So we'll just talk about the two as a whole. So all right, here is track two. Neo-human. There's uh, tracks one and two. What do you think about them, Jesse?
2: Oh man, it, it's it's setting them up. Um, what it, what it's showing you here? <clears throat> obviously, the first track, uh, you know, it's four verses, um, and they're posing they're posing the question of as to uh, in regards to the what they call the neo-human age, uh, where humans are now using um, they're using. Uh, they're using technology to enhance themselves, um, to run faster and jump higher, you know. Um, and what they're saying is that, you know, it, it, when that time comes, is humanity going to have a choice in order to not become a machine? I mean, a lot of this album, I mean, I'm just going to put it plainly I'm a Star Trek fan, I'm very familiar with who the Borg are. And this particular album, I'm immediately, I'm I, when I first heard it, I'm thinking of the freaking Borg. Um, and but anyway, they're 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 stating that, you know, by adding this technology, you know, you're going to be able to live longer, uh, do more things, and 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 do so much more. Uh, but when that time comes, are you going to have a choice in order to avoid it? And you know, it may be pushed upon you. Um, right now that's, there's obviously debate upon, we're in an age where technology is just advancing at an unbelievable rate. Um, and at some point, you know, they're going to start making things that, you know, I, I I just think of like game systems right now. I, what is, what do you think the next game system is going to be like in 10 years, man? I mean, it's going to be insane. Um,
1: I I don't know. I wasn't sure if that was a rhetorical
2: question or not. (laughs) No, no, definitely. What would you think? What would you think it would be? I mean, just looking at, Uh, I'm just looking at game systems, not talking about medically enhanced super beings with technology hooked to them. I'm just talking about gaming systems. Um, You know, you look at, I, I shudder to think of what it's going to be like, you know, when my kid is 10 years old and wanting to play a video game. And I'm worried I'm going to be like my parents and have no freaking clue what the heck it is they're playing.
1: Dude, that's how I am with, like, smartphones. I don't have a smartphone. Anytime I pick up one, I'm staring at it like, uh, what do I do? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm just like, uh, what? Like, I'm just incredibly confused and discombobulated and everything. But I don't quite know where video games would be going because really, over the past ten years, the only thing we've really added is motion control. Well, I mean, we've upgraded the graphics, of course, and we've and you know, playing over the internet has been you know, jump leaps and bounds. But I almost social feel place, like the social aspect is game, huge. Yeah, well, in terms of uh, uh, out of out of home uh, playing, yeah, I almost feel like in home. uh multiplayers kind of died it makes me really sad uh but uh, i almost feel like the video games are a lot like how science a lot like how science and shit went like if you look at it we started out with the atari like you know that's pretty much like walking and then we went to the nes which is like learning how to fly and (laughs) now we're hit like the xbox and shit and that's that's pretty much like what I equate to spacecraft, space flight, but we've not really done much more than get better at space flight. True. Like, I don't, I don't know how much more we have to go. Like, yeah, we can add virtual reality, maybe. And, you know, motion control is a thing, but how, how is it really going to stick around? We'll just have to see. That's fair. All right. How about, how about this? How
2: about, how about phones? All right. Uh, oh god. Yeah, uh, you mentioned you mentioned you pick up a smartphone and you're like holy, you know, oh shit. Um you know, I we have gone from <laughs> remember when you lost your remote and then a, a year later the iPhone was born. Um yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> uh you know, that was we're we're talking 7 years ago and it, it's going to be insane in about another 7 years what, what we're going to be doing. Are we going to have some kind of Google glass that we're wearing all the time or I, I could be an extreme, but I mean, it just, we've, we've gone from a lot of processing power and and all that from seven years ago up to where, you know, right now, uh, I have an iPhone four and it's like, I can do everything on there. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, back to the album, um, they're, they're obviously setting forth, they're setting forth the fact that, you know, one of these times somebody's gonna come up with some great invention and it might proceed to change humanity so much that uh they're either going to not going to force it upon you, but it it, it, it could be something that everyone covets so much but only the rich can the rich can the rich can uh can hold. Um Track two, Neo-Human. All right. The, uh, the, the purpose of this song is talking about, I mean, I, I think the, like the first lyric is a modified Neo-Human. Well, I'm going to have to bring up dark lyrics here, by the way, to, to make sure I'm reading things right. But, uh,
1: that's where I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I think like the first lyric is, uh, yeah. An elevated Neo-Human saw the world. So he's waking up in this lab and he's, he's been modified. Um, what what they have said is that uh, when I was reading the commentary in regards to the, these tracks, they alter it, the song alternates between the creators of the of the neo human um, and the neo human themselves, uh, and there's mention that this is a gateway to immortality. So, you know, if you got your little nano machines in your body repairing cells every day or, or every hour or whatever, you, there's potential you could never die. Um, imagine how many people would love to have something like that. Uh, but that's, that's my takeaway from the tracks. Now musically, um, it, it, it grabbed me. Uh, this is, I can't remember. I, I think this is one of my, you know, top, top three tracks on this album. Um, it's fast. Uh, it's, what is the length on this one? Ah, uh, crap, I don't know. I'm about to go to Spotify. But I, I can't remember if this is one of the 10-minute ones. Um,
1: oh, oh, maybe it's here. I think it's one of the longer ones. It's like eight minutes. The first yeah,
2: one. okay. All right. So, I mean, it, it's, I like it. I, I And one thing that they do, and you may have noticed this when you listen to it, their songs kind of transform as they go. It's almost like you know, they co they, they, they're kind of mashing two songs together, which might be an excuse as to why we got an eight minute song where they're just like, we're going to kind of blend this stuff together. It'll morph into something else and then kind of finish up with what you started with. Um, But yeah, this, this one's a good one. Starts out fast and, and, and uh, gets you going. What do you think, man?
1: Well, I I definitely, I like it. It's, like looking at the lyrics for it, they're so so oh. dense with like it's so rich with information, like Jesus, let's figure Somebody. out I made
2: a note of this. I made a note of this. we gotta figure out what the hell a new sphere is now, I'm gonna look that up unless you know what the hell that is already off top of your head
1: a new sphere
2: a new sphere n o o s p h e r e I don't. Know.
3: Yeah, Any I'm gonna like
2: have to look companies? it up. I don't know what the hell that is. So let's let's educate our viewers. As we as we said, this is gonna be uh Shattering the is, New
1: Sphere in Descent. Whoa, okay, that's crazy. That's, <laughs> this that's is gonna sure be a vocabulary
2: lesson. Vocabulary. Alright, here we go. The new sphere is the sphere of human thought, according to Wikipedia.
1: Oh. Boo. Oh. I'm impressed.
2: I'm gonna use that tomorrow, as a matter of fact. I'm gonna use it on my four year old.
1: I'm gonna use it on the uh shopping public that has security in it. I a four year old. I'll be I'll just be like, like, Yeah, you know, it's like uh I'm shattering the I'm shattering the uh barriers of your new sphere and they're gonna be like, What? What? Where's the fucking hammers? That's all I wanna know. <laughs> oh, 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 you want to know where the fucking hammers is? Aisle 59.
2: No. Ah, you know that shit right off the top of your head.
1: Yeah, uh, it's, aisle, it's over at Tool World on the, what is it? yeah, the left <laughs> part of the back wall. Yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, not, I'm still learning these things. Did you I say mean, that? Hey,
2: F- 59?
1: 59.
2: There's no freaking way that place has
1: that many aisles. Uh, that's, they call it aisle 59 and I guess
2: you need to explain to them basic counting is one, two, three, save it off. One, two, three. Oh,
1: well, we got a lot of aisles, especially when you consider it's like a lot of, some of them like, you know, you break off into the stores, So it's like one, two, and then it'll, you got the front row and back row and then you got the section over the other area. That's crazy. That's crazy, aisle. man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Welcome to the hardware store. <laughs> yeah, Looking from the Lowe's Home Improvement where I help illegal Mexicans across the border. <laughs> Only, at least you ask Mark Radledge. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, now I do not help Mexicans cross the border. They help me. They help. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is this is like, oh, uh, I wish I listened to this album like more than once. Wow. It's, yeah, it's buddy, very I, it, rich with information.
2: this is one of the things, you know, like I said, I wanted to share and I hope I hope you obviously I hope you get the chance to listen to it again or you have the uh you know, you have the opportunity to listen to it again because this album being a first-time listener, again, this is a concept album. So it's a little bit different from what they put in prior to this. Um but boy, they got a lot of good stuff on here. And the fact that it's going to be a trilogy, and I'm going to save these comments for the end, uh, so if, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and stop myself right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm already closing yeah. up. We ain't even got to track three.
1: No, it, it happens. I mean, hey, it was only tr- <laughs> two tracks in, and we're 30 minutes into an hour show. So That's all right. We'll get her done. Two hours, show, really. well, a Two hour show, But, yeah, I mean, just look at the lyrics. Like, we're talking about series of, you know the flow of time and the sun and the moon and theories of death very it's, it's funny we're in very physical and yet we're in very metaphysical ideas
3: mm-hmm. like
1: we we have stuff that's very science sci- scientifically based but you also look at the other side of the coin and there also are subjects that are very abstract in concept yeah somewhere we need to send this to the trekkies now trekker you know those the people trekies. that like, yeah, like the people who like can tell you the names of the red shirts that died in every episode of every series of Star Trek, <laughs> and the ones that like, yeah, uh, the, oh. the, the ones that were anime fans in the '80s. <laughs> you uh,
2: you yeah, have had yeah. a chance to watch Galaxy Quest, have you not?
1: I've seen this. I, I tried to. I didn't like it as much as a kid, but I've
2: seen pieces oh. of it now. It's Dude. a funny show. Oh, man. You, you say red shirt, and I immediately think of Guy. There's a guy in there by the name of Guy who was pretty much a red shirt on their show back in the 80s whenever they had it. But anyway. It's funny because he joins them on this, you know, on this space quest, and he immediately realizes that he's the red shirt, and he should have never went on the first away mission that they that they do on when they're actually up in space, uh, because he's afraid of getting killed. But uh, uh,
1: uh, good stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's that's such a funny. I need to watch that uh, movie now. So I'm like, will well, probably it is on Netflix. If you can grab it. it.
2: Oh yeah, it's funny dude, I, oh. I, I loved it, it was it was definitely good I think me and Winfrey were talking about it there a while back But uh, oh, please, please do yourself a favor if you ever get time, man I know you're a busy man
1: And I don't have Netflix Oh, well then Yeah, I'm like the one person on this earth that has no Netflix <laughs> well, I mean, I'm borrowing everything else Like a buddy of mine got the WWE Network, so I'm using that Oh yeah, that's sweet people. I watch anime with that
2: they they have a Crunchyroll channel on the Roku that I got. Um yeah. And yeah. What so if I jumped on there, what should I what should I watch?
1: Oh, dude, there's so much. Dude, they got so many good things like uh shit. I've, see, I've been watching some uh that stuff from the 70s, Space Fire Captain Harlan. So if you like old ass animation, there you go. There's another thing, uh Wow, let me go. I got to look it up just so I can pronounce it right. But it's it's like a anime retelling of the Count of Monte Cristo. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's really like, and it's really weird because the textures in the show, they have a very uh, I think it's called old. And how yeah, old Yeah, yeah. It? It's only a. It's not too old. Yeah, it's called Gank- Gankatsu. Gan Katsumo, the Count of Monte Cristo. It's weird because, like, all the textures in the show are like plaid in nature, but it's beautiful. That's the that's the thing about it. Uh, yeah, I'll just um, I, I can it I can, Yeah, I'll just send you a little piece. Send
2: me the stuff, man. Yeah, I'll. I'll uh, you know, I've I've never had a chance to utilize that channel. Do you have to have a subscription?
1: Uh, I think if you want it to work, uh. Faster. I'm not quite sure. I think if you want to watch it ad free. I don't know how it works ad, with ads, though, no, because I've never uh, gotten a chance to really use it much. But yeah, okay. I, there's just, I mean, it's like a library, an endless library of anime. It's awesome. Nice. Like, am nice. Oh, I'm like, whoa, okay. I can throw this in <laughs> I could have this. I could have this. And I could watch this. And I can watch this. And I'm like, oh, but I have this game. I have this game. I have this game. I haven't, I haven't caught up on this weekly show. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, it's... Uh, and I'm like, do oh, a, I have this too.
2: Oops. Not enough time. I hear you, man. You just got to pick one thing and roll with it. Pick the f- most, pick your most favorite thing and just roll with it. I hear you.
1: Yeah, that's... Uh, that, that's there what, it is. what you got to do, pretty much. There, there, there it be. But, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, get along with this podcast so I can go do some of those things and... I to get to bed sometime within the <laughs> next uh, four hours because I got to be up at like 630. Because it's funny, in my house, my mom nags me about getting up on time. I'm like, it doesn't take long. She's like, well, what about traffic? I'm like, and? <laughs>
2: Again, it doesn't well,
1: take it long. Me, it takes me 15 minutes to get to work. I leave 30 minutes early. And I get wow. yelled at if I don't leave like 30 minutes early. I, I don't know. First world problem.
3: <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh,
1: uh speaking of songs with lots of metaphysical themes, here is track number 3, Limits to Infinity. Like that, that's that's cool. Not not the song, like the thing that you did with the song, the fade in, and
2: the fade out. <laughs> with the fade out, uh, it does work. Yeah. It does work pretty good. Uh, that's uh, yeah. that'll at least you don't have to sit there and stop it in the middle. That's one of the things that you know, drove me insane. I'd be sitting there, uh, you know, I'd be listening to your guys' show headbanging, and all of a sudden and it stops. I'm like, ah, oh, well, we'll fade out. See if that eases everybody. So hopefully nobody's in the middle of like headbanging and they don't realize it's the, the end's coming
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know what a work typically <laughs> like for this show even though i knew should have paid more attention to that class It's a shitty class i'm going to tank that teacher on the opposite ob- on the uh course evaluation oh uh, you don't have I- one of the you don't have one of the final things of your project of your like portfolio for the class thing write a two-page paper for two programs we used in this class, talking about who created it and this, that, and the other thing. like, we never fucking talked about that, you jackass. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah that, tank, that, tank that dude. Give him a hell of a we, shitty about.
1: We, we spent three hours. Of, we, it's a three-hour class at once a week. We spent a whole class period learning how to do PowerPoint. <laughs> we spent a whole class period learning how to do Microsoft Excel. Yeah like Microsoft Word, I and mean, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, it's horrible, <laughs> but yeah, so Thursdays, just random quick tangent, what do I spend my Thursdays doing, I'll get up at about 10, 10, o'clock, get ready, go to class, get there at 11, uh, go and find the newest chapter of Bleach, because Thursdays are when the newest chapters of the Shonen Jump mangas are out, so go and just read the Scandalation of Bleach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm all I read all six hundred something chapters to get caught up. Go me. <laughs> Damn. Including one hundred chapters in a day. Oh,
2: nice. So good.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna pull that with Naruto soon, so I can finally just kept, be done with that and then move on to One Piece. <laughs> so I keep finding all these really really good manga like Vagabond and Monster. Which did you check out Monster by the way?
0: Uh,
2: I don't think I have. You sent you sent me something on that, didn't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I told I was I was pretty much just gushing all about it. I yeah, I have not had a chance. You
2: no, know, no, that's the yeah, I remember what you was telling me about. That was the one thing we were uh the what we needed to go to the library and find out what they got, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I need yeah, to finish the volume that I bought, but I've I got so sidetracked cuz I went to the library and I got that and I got Berserk, which Berserk is amazing. It's like a kind of a it, it's almost like a dark, it's a dark fantasy sort of setting, so yeah, like that's, that's another well, that's I'm not going gonna... to try and turn you on to, yeah, well, yeah, I'll probably try to turn you on to the anime before I turn you on to the manga, because the manga is like 350 chapters, it's been going since 89 and it's still going.
2: What's a chapter, is it like a chapter an issue, or how does that work?
1: Yeah, more or less, yeah, that's a chapter is an issue, things okay, like that. Okay, I got you. So, well, you. putting that in perspective, I read a hundred issues of a comic book in a day, but. So like, but, yeah, like yeah, I found like Vagabond, Monster, Vinland Saga, a lot of really more like mature and historically based stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm weird. Uh, I've come to realize i like I really like shown in action, like Yu Yu Hakusho and DBZ and all that. But I'm beginning to notice I'm like I like kind of mature historical stuff too. But anyways, uh, yeah, I, I read a lot. I'll read the newest chapter of Bleach. Go find the Bleach Reddit. Read what everybody thinks about it. Then I'll go find the music for this uh, for the podcast. I'll download each song. <laughs> I'll upload them. And then I'll go and try to think about paying attention to class. See, there you go. That's
2: I'll right. be That's teaching
1: all... your children one day, America. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, man. The um, – oh, what the hell was I going to say? Uh, sh- you were, you uh, just said something uh, that totally reminded me of saying something. I was going to say uh, – I forget. Uh, that's that's wonderful radio right there. You start to say something and you forget. So, sorry about that. Um, no
1: uh, <laughs> that's no, your, no that's need. That's your Thursday.
2: Myself. <laughs> that is your Yeah, that is, that is my
1: Thursday every week, except for this Thursday, which was like, get up, help cook breakfast, wash dishes, help start Thanksgiving, wash dishes, <laughs> go go surf the internet, wash dishes, peel potatoes, wash dishes. Like, it's so many dishes. You know what's funny? I didn't even eat any turkey because the turkey wasn't done before the side, so I ended up getting a giant plate of mac and cheese, mashed potatoes and stuffing, and then I was full. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. But anyways, uh, back to things that people care about. Yeah. Fucking, oh no. I thought it sounded pretty fucking empty in here. What the fuck? fuck Skype, you dropped Jesse. Son of a bitch. So, I'll go ahead and talk about my thoughts on this, and then we'll add Jesse back in when he shows up, because you know, I, I, I can't do this alone. I, I need somebody who's like, ready and able and enthusiastic about talking about Scarce Industry. So, Limits to Infinity, this, it's another song, it's very abstract but the thing musically that I would like is it kind of highlights what this album does really well is that it has, it almost has a mixture of like elements of three genres. And it's, it's very musically interesting because like I told him before the show, this album, just I don't, I don't want to skip too much to the end here. But the album on its basis form musically is just in terms of instrumentation, it's kind of just basic to a degree like there's not like a whole ton of like crazy shit but when you put the lyrics to it and the vocals and it it kind of entrances you it brings you in there and you want to you want to keep listening because there's it's very interesting you know it's got it's got a lot to offer just just like the lyrics like this is the song's called Limits to Infinity it's there yeah like, I'm sitting here reading lyrics as I'm talking, and it's crazy. Like, I wish I listened to this twice. Which I might go listen to it after this because it's very, very impressive and well done. And it's, I, I feel like I could fucking write a fucking novel based off of this album. Yeah, I was talking, <laughs> and then I'm like, why is there nothing in response? And I was like, oh, fucking no. dropped it.
2: Skype, either Skype or Blog Talk. I think it was Skype because it was telling me internet connection on my end. So anyway, I'm back. Um, Yeah, go ahead and continue. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead.
1: Oh, I was kind of running running at the end there. I was just talking about how this song is kind of highlights how this is a very music instrument. Instrumentally, it's a little basic, but music wise, it's very interesting and it draws you in almost just like the lyrics. Like if you're listening to this in the background, you're not going to think much of it, but if you kind of sit down and think about it, you're going to get your mind blown. Mm-hmm.
2: Like, you
3: this, know, this, everything's
1: getting blown.
2: This uh this particular song was the first uh, single that they had li- that they had released off the album. Um, definitely, as soon as I heard it, I was like, okay, I'm getting as soon as the album is released, you know, I'm counting down the days. uh, Because if the rest of the album is going to be anything like this track, and this is a great track off of this album, uh, probably one of the best off of here. Uh, You know, when I first started listening to this album, I'd say this remained my favorite track for a little while. Uh, But like with all other songs, um, and most of Scar Symmetry, if if some of the songs might, you know... Might kind of slap you in the face. And you're like, oh man, I don't know if I like that. Uh, there was a term that they used when they released like the se- their, their second single. Uh, they called it a grower, not a shower.
1: So, it, it, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're saying if it got caught naked in the shower, it wouldn't be impressed just say until <laughs> sexy time. Uh, there you go. This this this
2: song they definitely said was a shower. Um and they picked the great the first you know, this is a great song to be the first song that everybody hears and gets gets you ready for the album. Um story wise, uh you know, like I said, this this whole album is pretty much telling a story and the same theme is in almost every single song. Um story wise this this is particularly talking about how there is An elite group of people who are, uh, we're we're guessing they are the neo-humans, and they are actually leaving, have a plan to leave Earth. They're going to leave Earth, and they're actually uh, going to go to a different planet and colonize another world, uh, leaving the dregs of society, those who are not modified to remain on Earth and uh, pretty much perish. Uh, so these elite, this elite group of neo-humans are now uh, getting ready to take off and, and or at least thinking about leaving and leave the rest of the unworthy behind. So, but again, there's a word in here that I'm going to have to look up. Uh, it's lemniscate. Never heard of it. We'll go ahead and I'll read it here. The, um the verse if i can find it now i of course i lost it but uh
1: oh yeah lemniscate i was wondering what that was as well like yeah. it almost feels like a fucking doctor suit doesn't it feel like a fucking doctor <laughs> suit but... <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah oh, god. Cool. okay the Lemniscate's an in infinity symbol
2: oh really in the restricted That's... lemniscate now, see, obviously, it's bending your mind. I think you said something like this. It's, or blowing your mind, where, you know, there are limits to infinity. Whoa, man. <laughs> yeah, like there are
1: limits <laughs> like, to infinity and they'll, are, it, yeah, outside this earthly. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're just sitting there, you're like, okay, eh, well, there are limits to infinity and the restricted limit escape. There are bodies infinite outside this earthly dome. They, so. You know, as to what they mean by limits to infinity, I, I'm—I don't know if they're talking about limits to how we were talking about how they're immortal and they're going to live forever. I don't know, but uh, obviously their plan is to leave to leave Earth, uh, according to this to this song. But um, anyway, there you go. So you, you, your buddies are your our advanced buddies are getting ready to leave and, or at least looking to leave and leave everybody else here to rot.
1: Yeah, so it's like, you know, they're like, ah, oh, fuck you guys, I'm going to hide in my spaceship, and I'm out of here. <laughs> you know, this album, I just thought about this. This is the uh, the musical equivalent of 2001 Space Odyssey. That's actually Rush's 2112, but this is interstellar. <laughs> there you go, there
2: you go. Uh, it's it, funny because you're talking about 2001 Space Odyssey. I've never seen that movie, and it really, after listening to this album, it it started way on you know I really need to go back and actually watch it I know most of the premise behind it and everything but I can tell you I've never read it or well I know it was a book first and then it became a movie um, but I've never read it or watched the movie uh, I know all about Hal and and his his good deeds.
1: Okay, you're still here. Good.
2: Okay, I'm good.
1: So yeah, it just kind of, it just kind of went like wood. We were like Hal and blank.
2: <laughs> Skype. Good old Skype. All right. So, yep, that's Limits to Infinity. Like I said, the shower of the album. um, And a uh, a great, uh, I, think, I think it's a great song.
1: Yeah, yeah. I feel like every concept album needs this song. This sort of song that can grab in somebody as a single. Single. As a single. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like the last... The last Sabaton album, uh, not the last one, Careless Rags, like, a lot of that, a lot of that album, like, every song is a fucking single worthy. But, you know, like, when you look at a lot of uh, concept records that are very abstract in nature, you need one song that's very, well, I mean, not necessarily straightforward, but straightforward enough to the po- a point of where an air, average listener, you know, Joe Schmo can listen to it. And if that's the thing, he can go, all right, cool. You know, I want to get in this album. Instead of being like, huh? Like, what? Like, how many fucking blunts did they roll? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, like, this is like the fucking techno geek version of a fucking, like, I am the walrus. <laughs> Cuckoo yeah, that's right. cuckoo you flying on my ship to the big out from the big old blue. Right. <laughs> there you go. Uh, any other things you want to add on this limits to infinity before we move on?
2: No, you you had mentioned um, you know the uh, obviously lyrically how how uh, how how deep it is lyrically. Um, one of the things you know when you hear this, you immediately think of science fiction and you think that that's where they get a lot of their uh a lot of their um a lot of their inspiration from that's not the case they actually and just like you had mentioned this guy which i had no idea is as part of mensa they get it from scientific articles that they read um so a lot of the stuff that they pull or are inspired by are actually articles and books um that are scientifically based and not science fiction so, um, very, it can get out there. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, all right. Next song is song track. Number four is Cy- cryonic harvest. That sounds the <laughs> Maybe.
0: daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw group void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus <laughs> there we go
1: Definitely a, uh, a much more death metal oriented song than some of the ones before, which is fine, because when I think of Scar Symmetry, I do think of Death Metal. So mm-hmm. I must say, they're kind of uh, falling down on their really long lyrics, because I only see 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 verses this time. <laughs> uh.
2: Well, yeah, that's true. And at the end, <clears throat> okay, this this right here is their second single that they released. Um, and the, when I first heard this, they released a lyric video, which I think they did with the limits to infinity also. Um, but, uh, they released a lyric video, which, you know, if anybody checks out YouTube nowadays, um, I'm, pr- uh, first lyric video I ever seen was, I think, um, that a band actually put out was the sword, uh, when they released their latest album, I think a year or so ago. And, so it's it's cool to be able to read the words in an in a neat animated fashion on YouTube while listening to the to the song. This one, however, did not do it for me for some reason. When I heard this when I heard this second single, uh, Cryonic Harvest, I was I was like, okay, it sounds pretty cool, but it it just it didn't grab me obviously like Limits to Infinity did. Um, there you know at the end of this song. I don't know if you remember it Coop or not when you listen to it, but uh, this is one of those, they're trying to tell the story obviously of, of what's going on in, um, in, yeah. in the song. This is, a weird one. this is the one where at the end he just like straight up starts, re- uh, you know, it sounds like he's reading from a book or, or narrating. And then that's the end of the song. Um, and you're, you're just it really took me out. And this is a, what close to a seven minute song. Um, you know, the story that they're trying to get across here, um, according to the, what, from what I remember on the track by track that they were doing, uh, the machines have now, or the artilects, that is one word that I've never heard before, but they have prominently used. You ever heard that word before?
1: Artilect. Artilect. No. no. Okay. it art- sounds like an artist. <laughs> well it,
2: it's a combination of uh artificial uh and intellect, so uh, they're calling them they're calling people uh at this point in time um but the artilects are going back and they're harvesting reanimating all these people who had died and froze their bodies, so they're bringing them back <laughs> they're bringing them back and infusing these machines uh so that they can live forever now uh what uh, now my first uh, you know first lyrically when i was watching that lyric video like i said there was a lot of stuff that really caught my eye i'm like oh hell yeah uh, I'm, a I okay. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of time i'm i'm a huge fan of time
1: no i thought i thought this cut off
2: <laughs>
1: oh really
3: Sorry.
1: yeah no uh, it's my eye uh, Internet lagged, and I was like, all of a sudden I heard nothing. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> you sorry. bastard. You. Blog talk,
2: you bastard.
1: <laughs> you go, um, Kenny.
2: <laughs> but, yeah, it's, they they mention, they say time, you know, affecting the timeline. Time, line, time wave of man's fate they manipulate. So I was like, oh, shit, these guys are going back in time, and they're messing with stuff. And I'm like, well, how the hell do these cryonic... The 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 you know freezing these bodies and reanimating fit into it. I think what they're saying is that now, and this is my own interpretation, now that these these artificial slash humanoids, uh, artefacts, are, are they they're now bringing people back from the dead and they're they're raising them and infusing them with the technology. Man is man's timeline is coming to an end. Man won't be around for very much longer. Um, and, you know, it, you get to thinking that this technology that they're infusing with, uh, now that this technology is po- potentially, or there's a potential that the technology is self-aware, uh, may uh, what dictates a man from a machine? You know, it, there's uh, there's a point in which you become a machine, if you are inf- putting uh cyborg parts on your body or whatever um, who's to say that this you know these machines that are that are bringing these people back up with their uh back to life are not you know like affecting their brain and and making them different in some way, granted if they present you with the technology they're gonna show you all the benefits but and oh hey yeah, we're gonna bring your grandma back to life too. Um, aren't you excited about that? And uh, so, but maybe there's, you never know, there might be something on the underside of this technology. If it's self-aware, maybe it has its own agenda. So I think that's where they get into the what they're talking about is how the, the time wave of man's fate they manipulate. They're getting in there and they're messing with man. And now it's becoming a little unnatural. But uh, that's my take on it.
1: Alright, ready? 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 Yeah. Bring what it. is a man? But a little miserable pile of secrets. What it up, talk. How about you? Sorry, uh
2: What is that from?
1: Symphony of the Night.
2: Oh, nice,
1: very nice. <laughs> uh, I knew I had heard talk, it. I was Yeah, I was like, Oh, I had to I'm like, I gotta pull out the the Symphony of the Night intro just Brilliant. because we're talking about what what is a man you know every sci-fi most sci-fi shows they always have some episode or some topic or even a whole season of you know uh it's a robot how much of it's human is he human anymore is he a cyborg like actually coming back to it in games i totally need to finish chrono trigger like oh my, I, you I got never, like you've never game. finished that Dude, I got a bit into it, and then I got uh, the New Castlevania game, and I just kind of went off from there. Oh, yeah, like you know, ro- you know, Robo, like he's he, he's more human than like a lot of characters and a lot of shows, but he's a robot. Oh man, but it, I, I know. know, I know, and I bought even more JRPGs. I just bought Final Fantasy four, five, and six for GBA.
2: There are <laughs> I, very I, I just, few. Final, there are very few games that I've had a chance to play. I'm not a big gamer, but I've I've played I've played my fair share, especially when I when I was in college, which by the way, <clears throat> Chrono Trigger was a game that I played when I was in college. Um that a long time I, ago, right? I, yeah, it was it was a few years back. Uh but it wasn't I think it was well, the PS1 was out. So we'll just put it that way. So it's not like I had a Super Nintendo and that was the most newfangled thing. Um the PS1 was out at that time, but I Somebody hooked me up with Chrono Trigger. And, you know, of course, like I said, fan of time travel, I'm like, okay, this is a game about time travel I'm going, I'm going to play. Um, but very, very few games that I've had a chance to play in my lifetime that have affected me emotionally to where I'm, like, so invested in the story. Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VII. Those two probably are the top two of the most, um, you, know, you know, where I'm, like, in, so invested in the story. Uh, I remember buying Final Fantasy three. Loved the game, or I guess I should... I don't know what the Japanese
1: it, numbering it was.
2: Thank you. Um, but I bought 3, you know, 3 slash 6 for the Super Nintendo. Loved that game, but nowhere near as invested into it as I was Final Fantasy seven for the PS1. Um, but Chrono Trigger, yeah. oh my gosh, dude. Please, please play that if you get a chance. That is a great game.
1: Yeah, I need to... I didn't get up. into it because I, I I got really invested, but then I got the new Castlevania game, and Castlevania takes all precedence in my mind. And then after that, I got true. the new then I got the new Devil May Cry or the Devil May Cry HD collections. I went on that, and then I started playing Symphony of the Night again, and then I started you know I just it's the things just it, it just spirals out of control. So I've been <laughs> really wanting to play Final Fantasy VI because I have seven on Steam, and I've restarted Final Fantasy Seven like five times. Mm-hmm. Every time I'm like, eh, there's a certain point where I'm like, yeah, this game's really good, and I'm gonna really love it. And then I'm just kind of like, eh, yeah, whatever, because I want to play six. Because six, I uh, Kafka, right? Kafka's so awesome. I have,
2: I have, uh, I have, a, I have an assignment for you, because I saw your post about the guy with cloud on his desk. Now, are you gonna yeah, see that, that kid the, again?
1: Was that kid? I, I don't think I'll. I don't think I'll actually – I might see see the kid again, because so I'm going back one day, but I probably won't be in that classroom.
2: Oh, uh, okay. Well, I was going to say, if you had a chance, I wanted you to ask him if if he is – where he got it from. Because I'm curious as to whether he goes, yeah, I got it from Final, Final Fantasy VII, or he says, I got it from Kingdom Hearts.
3: Because
2: immediately <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, he probably played Kingdom Hearts, and I bet you he has no freaking clue. Well, of course, I've never played the Kingdom Hearts game. I just know he's in it. But uh, he probably has no idea about Final Fantasy VII and the joys that it should br- that he he is missing out on.
1: Hmm. I don't know because he uh,
2: said Final is he a Fantasy gamer?
1: VII on his paper. I don't know. Oh I'd, well, I'd if it said
2: Final Fantasy Seven on the paper, then I I, I uh yeah, yeah I definitely I mean I,
1: I, I, I'm incorrect. I mean I was in that classroom for like an hour and a half. And I didn't really get to, I didn't really talk to me as a kid, even though there was a kid named Bobby, and I felt so bad for him because every time I talked to him, I'm like, hey, Bobby. <laughs> every single time I do Hank Hill, because <laughs> there's, there's a guy at work named Bobby, and every time I'm saying, I'm like, dang it, Bobby. Dang Lord, it, Bobby. I'm like, hey, Bobby, how you doing? How's the clown college? Because <laughs> oh, I don't know gosh. if you remember, there was an episode where he went to clown college because he wanted to be a rodeo clown. Oh, my goodness, no. I can tell you, I have yeah.
2: probably a <sighs> handful of episodes. That's awesome, though. Hey, Bobby, because I can hear oh. it right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've seen so many episodes of The King. I love that show. Anyways, yeah. So this song totally reminds me of, like, cry- like Cryogenic. No. Oh, no. This song reminds me of Walt Disney.
3: <laughs> ah,
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had to make that
2: at uh,
3: first
1: I was like you yeah, know this really reminds me of like Alien or something No, no, it ain't about suspended an animation it's about Walt Disney being a frozen Nazi go. or something yeah there you yeah, go that part of the yeah. end I guess that part of the end just kind of serves to uh, uh, shepherd the story onward
2: yeah, it was you weird know,
1: though was like, it
2: is he uh, just comes in straight in and it sounds like he's just reading uh, that's Pear I'm pretty sure that's Pear by the way who's who's reading Um, but, uh, you know, just like you said, I mean, we're talking seven minutes. Maybe he just felt like, okay, this has got to be, this has got to be said. And really all it is, is just him describing how they're bringing them back to life. The sentient nanobots to perform reconstruction. Um, so it's just about them, the process of them bringing them back to life. So I really don't know if it, needed to go there but Pear apparently insisted that it or thought that it needed to so um but yeah one of the weaker songs I think on the album um maybe possibly the weakest uh and I'm talking songs with lyrics cuz there are just there is we'll get to the uh the interlude I guess but um but yeah there you go
0: No purchase necessary. Void. We're prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah, so, yeah. Let's go ahead and get to
0: the next song because, you
1: know, we keep rambling because me and you together and we're together. <laughs> it
2: gets bad. That's go, all right. It gets bad. We, we, we take care we, of business, we, though.
1: We, we spent like an hour uh, between two shows talking about the library and Boncho's.
2: So,
1: <laughs> uh, before this gets even more out of hand, here is... Track number five is Fiber Time Shift. (laughs) I like that song. What do you think of that song?
2: Oh, it's, it's, it's definitely a good one. Um, the, yeah, I'll go ahead and get into the story part of things. This, this song, I think is more told about more told from the point of view of those who kind of oppose the fact that technology is kind of overtaking humans. Um, what they are you know, what Scar Symmetry has said or per uh per I wish I could pronounce his name right, 'cause I, I've heard him I've heard him say his name like three or four times and it definitely is not does not sound like per. Uh it sounds like pel, but uh of course that's the Swedish in him I'm sure. But um anyway. Oh, by the way again, lyrically, these guys are I believe from Sweden. So English is their second language. <laughs> and then and then they write shit like this that has a guy who speaks English as a primary language going what the hell. So uh anyway, kudos, kudos to them. Um but anyway, this is this is from this is being told from the point of view of people who kind of oppose the this and it, the the integrating this technology into humans. Um but Paris said that this album is pretty much about the conflict between those who oppose it and those who are for it. Uh, so they're, they're talking about how, you know, I think in, in the first one of the lyrics we heard, they says, at first we criticize and then we idolize invasive technology drawn like moths to flame. So a lot of people are feeling that this is going to be humanity's undoing uh by by bringing these by bringing these machines in uh and there's mention of the soul uh later in the song um now as to why they call it the spiral time shift, I'm so fucking down with that title I can't even tell you, but I have no idea how it 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 uh uh applies to the song. I'm sure that I didn't even get a chance to i mean they didn't even go into the commentaries of why they talked about it. they just kind of said, okay, here's what part of the story is. Makes you kind of wonder if they're just not like, man, what would be a good song title? And they just pick, you know, three or four words and they smash them together, and they're like, it has nothing to do with the song. But there is mention of the spiral and the song. But I think the song is mostly about how humanity, people are starting to believe that humanity is falling by accepting these machines. Um, musically, uh, it was it's heavy, uh, you know, it's it's heavy and it's fast. Um, I'm not a huge do me a favor here, Coop, because I rely I rely upon you and Mark to help me out, help me figure out musical genres and understand them a little bit better. Now, you've mentioned the term death metal. That's in their description on Wikipedia, I think. What determines a band to be death metal?
1: Oh, well, it's actually, usually pretty easy. They got the, the uh, death death route. That's usually number one. And, okay. uh, You're kind of the tuning's a lot heavier. Yeah, that's that's kinda of where I just look at it. The drumming's a lot a little more a bit more furious oftentimes. So sometimes it's harder for me to uh explain what things are, but yeah, that's the way I, I look at death metal as the heavy version of heavy metal. Like okay. if you took heavy metal, made it heavier, faster, darker, more aggressive. Like well, yeah, you, got, you get the death growls and shit. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, they definitely got you know right off the bat. You got the death growl. I mean, that's obviously. That's I think that's one of the first things you hear on this song. Um, but uh, yeah. but anyway, I, I wanted to, I kind of wanted to bring this up. Um, I mentioned Holographic Universe, which is one of their best albums. The you've heard the death growl and you've heard the clean singing on here and um. That was actually back in, back on Holographic Universe was was done by one guy. Uh, there, I think a couple albums, maybe maybe their first three, um, was done by one guy, a guy by the name of Christian Alvistam, and I mean talented is all hell because when you first hear it, you're thinking, well that's definitely two dudes. No, it's one dude that does the clean singing and he would do the death, death growl at the same time. Now I'm sure I, I know there's plenty of people out there that can do that, but he tricked me so i'll give him uh, i'll give him points for that when i first heard him but he left so when he left after holographic universe they had to find two guys to take over um and we got Robert or roberth carlson who's the harsh vocals here and lars ponkvist who is the clean vocals uh, i gotta give i gotta give Lars a mention because he was my two hundredth follower on Twitter. He's the man um as to why he followed me I have no freaking clue because I sure as hell didn't ask for it but he uh, maybe because I post a shit ton about scar symmetry and as to whether he's the real Lars palm I have no idea but anyway um so okay you've helped me out you've helped me understand death metal when in this particular song and what you've heard of it um is this more death metal or is this more prog metal to you? Uh,
1: I felt like I felt like this song is almost like a medium. Like this whole album is really a medium between with progressive metal and death metal with power metal elements in it. Like a lot of the choruses are very power metally in nature because they have they have a lot of just kind of more like sustained chords and like kind of like the more anthemic, soaring sort of. Uh, uh, like feel to them, you know, like you would have an Iron Maiden album.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like they've got a lot of those elements to them. Uh, this, this album's like it's just a medium between those because there's it's really not like greatly that much of a death metal album. Like it's kind of it's kind of sitting around a melodic death metal, like uh, At the Gates or I uh, well, always think of At the Gates. Maybe a little bit of Carcass later Carcass. Yeah, but uh, this is the progressive metal really mellows death metal down in this album. So, like I said, it's, gotcha. it's about to meet somewhere medium between it. Like, the, okay. death metal, I, I think it's my favorite genre because you could do so much with it and still retain the death metal qualities.
3: hmm. Kind of like,
1: yeah, yeah like it's, it's, it's so good. Like, you can have death thrash and you can still tell it's both death metal and thrash metal or black and death metal or. Even as much as I absolutely despise it, even Deathcore. I hate Deathcore. Compassion. <laughs> hey, anything. Suck. Their fans suck. They're a bunch of <laughs> fucking douchebags. God. <laughs> and I don't know why, when we did covers, Mark was like, yeah, core bands. <laughs> and, then, and, and then I had to explain to the both of you that that was a band.
2: Oh dude, I'll never forget that night. I, I'm still, I'm still, uh, I'm, I'm still confused. But, but, that was me?
1: That's a, that's a, that's a guy? I'm like, yeah, no way, no way. That's, a, that's a girl. No.
2: We went back you and sure? forth on no, that no, shit no, for like wrong. 20 minutes, man. I, I'm still, like we I said, I'd probably still be talking about it right now if I could.
1: We argued about that for 20 minutes. i my like, guys, I know what. <laughs> You mask like fucking feminine male voice sounds like in you know, a core band. I've been around this for a while. Trust me, I'm a doctor.
2: You do know your shit. I I will definitely give you props. You know
1: your shit. But thank you, thank you. I actually did a presentation in that shitty class I had Thursday on. Uh, it was it was presenting like if I'd create my own uh, like class or, or it was like I had to just make a lesson and use it a multimedia presentation with it so i did like heavy metal 101 oh boy how it was, was like that received? Class. it was well received i am a class for black ladies so that's not <laughs> that's like the opposite of metal like it is because like it's hey, a very you did a white good job male explaining dominated. it
2: that's all it matters man because that's that's yeah. that's that's all it matters
1: yeah it's a very white male dominated genre music but like uh, one girl was like you made me want to listen to it the one girl was arguing with me that icp is metal i'm like they're right rap- they're hip-hop and they're like what i'm mm-hmm. like well i don't want to say rap but they're a rap group yeah like, they you, you, not, you,
2: they're, they, they're they have yeah it's that's mostly rap I like mean, granted there is a little bit of guitar you can hear a little bit of guitar in some of their stuff mm-hmm. but i mean it's definitely it's not even heavy enough
1: to be metal nah, it's just like you rock. can't
2: you can't i no, mean but they I, were arguing that's a
1: tough
2: one.
3: That's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was funny,
1: because I'm like, okay, like, here's the real people with the face paint. I was showing him immortal. I'm like, yeah, guys, just let me know. Uh, I was like, yeah, see, the first guy who did this, the reason he did it is because it looked scary, and he wanted to look like a corpse because he was thick in the head. So, <laughs> yeah. He was. He uh he, he had the best suicide note ever. Sorry for firing the gun in the house. Uh, sorry for the blood. Cheers. Wow. Yeah, dead was fucked up. If if, if you want to learn, know more about dead, go listen to the, the Mayhem podcast I did with uh, a guy named Jesse. It's pretty good. You know, I listen. I, I
2: do remember that. I remember you guys talking about it. It's good podcast. People go check it out for sure.
1: Yeah, I was. I was like, yeah, there you go. But uh, yeah, this song here I liked it I've not really analyzed the lyrics any But you're right, just looking at them here I'm like, what are we spiraling into here? Mm -hmm. But I I do like the one line here I chose transformation to mutate, recreate my being You know, when you look at that idea It's almost like uh, they're choosing to be their own god of sorts True Oh, well there you go Look at that I will become the divine That's in that song Damn, I managed to fucking stumble upon their, uh, the idea of the song by using <laughs> up my own analysis and context clues. What's up, English? What's up, English class?
2: Context clues. You know when the fuck last time I heard that freaking those two words together? Holy cow!
1: Yeah, I use context clues. <laughs> right. You're tearing uh, it out. Oh, Right, yeah. I'm tearing, I'm tearing this shit up. I'm giving you all sorts of terms that you forgot about from elementary school. Uh,
3: yeah, speaking awesome. of things
1: about elementary school, move on to the next song before, uh Cat, don't you fucking step on the computer.
3: <laughs>
1: right, I'm threatening my cat. Okay, so here's the instrumental of the album. This is track number six, Children of the Integrated Circuit. Little, but that was the what did you think of the instrumental? Oh,
2: you know, it wasn't much. Um, uh, you know, it's it's uh, pair their their guy taking some taking some time to, you know, what they what they had said is this is a place to kind of break things up a little bit. If we've been furiously talking about these machines and and people who are. Um, people who are, you know, against the machines and for the machines and the elite and all this, and now, now it's time to take a break because we're about to get in to our conclusion. We've got two songs left. Um, what I, You know, it's, it's an instrumental. It's nice. It's slow. Um, it's not extremely heavy for sure. It just feels kind of floaty, you know, um, and it's kind of there to relax, and it's definitely a lot slower slower pace compared to some of the other stuff. Um, and I lo- I do love the fact that they, even though it's an instrumental, we're not telling part of a story here. The title is definitely in line with the story that we've been hearing. Uh, so I'll, you know, if anything that that's uh, that I thought that was pretty damn cool. So that's that's pretty much all I have on it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, of course they would pick something that was like relevant to the story. That'd be funny if they were just like, yeah, we're gonna name this. <laughs> Uh, the and growing the hair of an elephant asshole or
3: <laughs>
1: Shiny happy unicorns. Yeah, or you could do what Halloween did in the 90s and name your album shit. Like Pink, Pink Bubblegums Go 8. Those <laughs> albums apparently weren't awful, but those names were so fucking stupid I would never admit to owning it.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, then we can give we can give these guys credit for at least keeping uh, at least keeping it in line with the story. Because boy, if they would have done something like that, I would have been like, "What the hell are you guys thinking?"
1: So I'm all right with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like this instrument. It was pretty good. It wasn't anything like too amazing, but it, it was a nice bridge. It was a nice breather before we hit like the ending of this the first part of this trilogy, you know, the new hope of swords. <laughs> yeah. Or that's the right. Phantom Menace, Star
2: Wars, or the Phantom Star Wars analogy.
1: Or what? <laughs> or the Phantom Menace of
2: swords. Ooh. <coughs> I don't I, I, uh, Star Wars?
1: Yeah, that's an that's
2: insult. Movies.
1: I totally bought that movie for a dollar, like two bucks the other day, just because I'm like, shit, at least I can, like, I'm almost complete, complete with the collection.
2: DVD All or
1: Blu-ray for the next. Oh, just DVD.
2: Well, I was gonna say, if you pick it up for a yes. buck on Blu-ray, for sure, definitely,
1: that'd be sweet as shit. Yeah, I got two bucks for like the two-disc DVD at a Goodwill. I haven't even tried although, to play it. I mean, although you think about
2: how bad the movie actually is, and you want to actually watch it in high def, high definition, I don't know if that say much says much for somebody that wants to
1: do that or not. Oh, I, oh, oh! I don't care about high definition. I'm just interested in commentaries and special features. Oh, no
2: kid. I've got the laugh. I watched Gremlins a couple of days ago and I was so excited when I saw there was a, there's two commentary tracks on the disc that my buddy got hooked me up with. There's a cast and a um uh oh shit. The cast, cast and crew commentary and then there's the um production commentary. So I'm I'm I actually Oh, me too. You know, I was I was when DVDs first started coming out, Robert Cooper, back in the early 2000s. Um, My buddies, actually, I'm sorry. This was probably back in, no, it was about 2000. Because my buddy had, you know, a DVD player, and uh, was hanging out with him at college. We watched The Shining. I'd never seen it up until 2000. And then we was then we watched The Shining. I think it had a commentary track on it. um, That really excited me because I was like, oh man, you can talk, listen to these guys talk about. It. I thought I found it very interesting. So interesting, in fact. Have you ever seen the movie Virus with Jamie Lee Curtis? Which one? It's called Virus. It's like a it's no. about a computer virus. It's a sci-fi movie about them up on a space station. Horrible, horrible movie, dude. Just, just completely horrible. Um, but I watched that movie and I watched the commentary.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I almost want to watch the Batman and Robin or listen to the Batman and Robin commentary because I've heard. Uh. The thing is Joel Schumacher shitting on the movie and apologizing for ever making it. <laughs> like, that's, one like, of my, the best thing. Like, one all of my the favorites. interviews are, like, the cast and crew being like, oh, God, this shitty movie. Why?
2: <laughs> oh, the bat nipples have got to be brought up at some point.
3: Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: actually, the movie with the most commentary that I've ever seen is Dodgeball. Really? got three commentaries it's got I, or I think it's got two commentaries and there's one that's hidden it's like every time uh Dw- what Dw- dwight goodman snaps in the movie if you press okay on your remote it'll go to like a special feature ah easter eggs yeah it's a secret commentary with the director so, or with the writer and director so it's pretty cool so yeah okay oh. i just fuck. we got 30 minutes so let's get, okay. get this shit that I knew I should have put it on 90 minutes, but I'm like, it won't take us this long. <sighs> I forgot. It. It's me and Jesse. It's not me and Mark. Because <laughs> me and Mark, like, towards the end, he's like, all right, let's just speed this long. Me oh, like, and
2: yeah, you could tell he's ready to rock and roll and get out of there at some point. He's just like, okay, all right, next track, next track. That last, he's, uh, like, yeah. he's ready. I could tell he was just, he was, he was, he was done with the yeah. uh, fucking shit knot.
1: So, <laughs> Oh shit, the cat or cat cannibal corpse. Shit, you're already halfway through the fucking album and I'm twenty minutes late? What the fuck?
3: <laughs>
1: I was like, damn. Alright, so yeah, uh, next song number seven is called Neuromancer. Being a piece of shit, internet.
2: What's it doing to you? God,
1: that thing was so fucking choppy.
2: Oh, I heard it; dude. it sounded good to, on my end. It sounded good.
1: Oh, really? Mine was just like yeah. This is definitely a death metal song, as you could hear. It was very a little growly and had more of the heavier tone in the guitars, and the sweet fucking blast beats. Yeah. So what do you? What? Actually, you know what? I'm going to talk about this song. Very please do. Old.
2: Please do. Go <laughs> for it, man.
1: So yeah, uh, I don't know what this class has to do with Necromancy. Well, I, I kind of do because if you look at necromancy, it's like magic to bring the dead. This is like magic brain or some shit. But if you read the lyrics, it's talking about, uh, I mean, yeah, the thing that's said like a jillion times in the song, "Eyes are the mirror of souls, made in the shape of a flawed design. I will improve the divine, sing to a different tone." Like this is a song about kind of like I think the theme of this album actually is about uh, uh kind of the, this new person, this neo neo sapien of sorts, is like going to become a god and is rebuilding people in an image that he sees fit, very much like a uh, how people see, you know, humans as a reflection of the of the face of God he's going to be rebuilding people in his own vision and going to replace and improve upon the defects that he sees in humanity. Uh, This is is the song where he's just talking about, uh, you know, changing, changing the world and rebuilding people and improving upon stuff and making AI and, you know, seeing that the eyes are the mirror of the soul. Well, now he's going to improve the eye and make it different. Yeah, what do you
2: think? I love it, man. That's that's exa- you know that's exactly where they're going here. This song is my favorite song off of this album. Um, specifically for the fact of how fast it is. Um, the lyrics are awesome. Uh, Story wise, what we're getting here, just like you'd mentioned, uh, and they say in here, "Dawn of the Singularity." So we've got we have right now in uh, in this song, machines are self-aware and this song is about them changing and it may not be up front. It may not be the, you know, the computers or AI coming to you and saying, Hey, I'm self-aware. What can I do to help you? Instead, they might be subvertly going in there and, Oh yeah, you've just got yourself updated or with your new cyberpunk arm or whatever, but uh and your ear implants in your head, but they are now controlling things on their end. And I think in this particular this particular song is them showing that the AI is alive and they're changing not from not they're changing humans not by our whim but their own. Um, so, yeah, just like you said, Dawn, Dawn, eyes are the mirror of souls. That's probably one of my favorite parts of this whole song. Is eyes are the mirrors of souls, made in a shape of a flawed design. I will improve the divine, sing to a different tone. My favorite part of this whole, uh, my favorite part of this whole song is that those two lines. Uh, it's showing them realizing that humans are not perfect and again i'll use my analogy of the borg the the you know you, resistance is futile uh we will make you uh will make you better and that's uh that's te- definitely what i take out of this but like i said my favorite my favorite track let me see if i got any other notes on this uh oh yeah there's there's mention in here about how they these ai uh or actually the people that are those who are controlling the ai have n- no and this is straight off of the commentary thing that i saw they have no concern about the soul no concern about religion they're just like boom here's technology and we're going to upgrade you um so the people that are in the people that are controlling the technology are cor- you know i wouldn't say corrupt but they just you know they they have no they have no concept of the human soul, uh, or if they do, they don't care about it. And of course, the AI is coming alive. Uh, one of the theories is that they've programmed this AI to kind of do something crazy, and that's what we're going to find out in the next in the next song.
1: Yep, yep, that's a perfect fucking segue. I like <laughs> it. So. So, uh, here's the last song. Let me make sure I can count this right. Technocalyptic cyber-guess.
2: Did I get it? I win. You're the man, you are the man. Oh, thank you, thank you.
1: Anyway, if I knew this college degree would help something. Hey, that's song we Oh man! So what do you think about this song, the finale? The finale, of the the, finale of
2: and not just the finale. I mean, the ten-minute, thirteen-second finale. Um, there is so much crap going on in this song. Uh, this is definitely one of those songs where I said it, it felt like more, m- more of two songs. Uh, that were kind of put together to tell the ending, you know, to the, tell that 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 final chapter of this of phase one. Um, I mean, first off, what we see in the song story wise is that the I mentioned about how they kind of reprogrammed or was putting some things in the technology to. That might uh, die. Uh, that might hinder us there uh, you know, later. And what is also going on at this time is remember how I mentioned there is people who are there are people who are against modif- you know the technolo- technological modification and those who are absolutely for it one hundred percent. They mention in this song, neo dystopia. Um, so there, people of Earth are. I wouldn't say at war, but they are you know there is definitely unrest uh and a a conflict that is either brewing or has already come into uh, has already kind of started between those who are for it and those who oppose it um, now what's happened here is that you know right from the right like in the uh i think in the the second set of verses here. They're talking about a line of signs first ignored, strike from the periphery. Now, my analyzation of that particular lyric is that this this is actually about the machines attacking or taking over and attacking humankind. Um, and they're attacking in the middle in the midst of this great um, in the midst of this great conflict. The machines show up and start to try and wipe everybody out, and nobody's looking. It's the peripheral vision. That's the first thing I'm thinking. It says, "Charge forth from the periphery, rise up from the ashes of their dreams, charge forth out of obscurity, rise now from synthetic wounds and, and artificial birth." So these machines are coming up, and we're getting it, it, war is going to happen, or war is happening. Hence the title, Techn- Techno Cybergeddon, uh Shit's going down on Earth, and like i mentioned to you very big terminator feel to me uh you know that's one of the things i'm thinking of uh but again it's a long song it feels like two songs that have mashed that are kind of mashed together uh to tell to tell the story uh you know it's the ai coming to life and it's time to wipe out humanity so that's that's my take on it
1: Oh yeah, I could definitely dig that. Like looking through these, yeah, like like the thing that was repeated towards the end about counting days and your demise will be, will be oh. tears and rain lost in the void. Which I love that line because that image really it just proves like yeah, you're crying into into the rain. Nobody will know. Nobody will see it. Nobody will care.
3: Mm hmm. Oh.
1: Oh, see, we're talking about uh, mind potential or hiding behind new eyes. Remember those eyes that got rebuilt in the last song? Yup, they're back. <laughs> like, uh, like I'm, I might just go re-listen to this whole album. Fucking liner note it myself.
3: Like,
2: yeah, uh, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, what do you? I'm,
1: let me ask you real quick. What do you think of the
2: keyboards? Is that something that's prominent? In, that's not prominent in death metal. That's usually no, something that's, not that's a
1: death metal thing.
2: Okay, uh, in, metal thing? that is something that Scar Symmetry is very known for. I mean, the keyboards, um, and I think yeah. honestly that's something that grabs me about these guys and really makes me. kind of I gravitate to them. I like that sound, um, and they, you know, that's you could hear some songs are very very prominent with the keyboards. I think this one started out with the the synthesizer of the keyboards, um, and uh, you know. It, it, that's, some, that's something that I enjoy of this band anyway. But, uh, uh, oh man, what else you got to say about it? Anything else you got to say on this song?
1: Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's just a pretty, it's pretty good, though. Uh, back to keyboards, they are, they're more of like a power metal, frog, frog metal thing. You don't find them okay. in the heavier genres unless you're looking for some a band that has a lot of atmosphere and keyboards to bring a lot of that. But, I mean, a lot of melodic death metal bands use uh, keyboards, too. So, yeah, keyboards are just a thing. It's nice. I like it. But, yeah, this song, it's really well done. This whole right. album, I feel like we need to tell Elrod Hubbard to fuck off and let's make a new religion based off this album. <laughs> uh,
2: rise of the Machines. I mean, uh, you know, for I was very worried. You know, I'll go ahead and jump into my my closing pieces on the album here. I was very worried that when they said concept, uh, we were going to get something extremely different from what I've heard before. And when I begged you guys to please let you know, please cover it or let me get on here and cover it with you, I was. Really, really scared it was going to be horrible. I, th- I thought, oh man, we're going to have another Black Sabbath on our hands, or, or something that's going to sound like utter crap, and we're just going to tear it. No, wait a second, another super collider. Um, but as far as concept albums go, this is definitely not Risk from Megadeth. Uh, this is something that's, uh, you know, very. It's it, it 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 feels definitely like Scar Symmetry. I think the main cons- the the big concept here is the fact that we're doing a trilogy and we're hitting the first part of a story. Um, and, I, you know, I have my theories on what the second album is going to be. I honestly, they haven't said as far as I know, but I mean, where else can you go but to utter fucking war with the machines or trying to get the hell out? That's the only thing I can think of. That's the only thing that I can think is going to be the next logical step is them's the next album being nothing but about the war against the machines. And then of course the third album, my guess is that it's going to be about, um, either the victory or the defeat. Either we're going to get our asses handed to us or the, you know, we're going to have a victory over the machines. So that's my, that's my theory as to whether it pays off or not. I, I that's the only logical steps I could see in the story that they have. um, one one other thing I kind of wanted to mention that I picked up off of there was the fact that when they first were coming together about this album, I found this really interesting. They were actually planning on doing three EPs. I think that was Per's, uh initial thing was like, hey, let's do three EPs, and they'll be just be 25-minute albums piece." Uh, but uh, when Henrik wrote the uh, synopsis, they were like, okay, this is definitely going to be a lot longer than that. So they just went three full albums to, to, uh, to cover the story. Um, but as for an album, a Scar Symmetry album, I mean, a lot of people gripe about the last album that they had. I can tell you that, again, when I, these guys were my gateway drug to, uh, I guess, Swedish metal or at least foreign metal. Um, I'm in. I, I I branched out from these guys. I got into soil work. Um, uh, Spiritual beggars was one that. I mean, obviously that's not heavy metal. Too heavy metal, I guess you should say. That's more doom. But I, I these guys led me into so much more and broadened my horizons uh, because I enjoyed their music so much. I wanted to hear more, and I thought maybe that there were more from where they were from that could that it could lead me to. Uh, and it did. It it took me it took me there. But as for an album. This this particular album to me uh, kicks some serious ass. I like I said, I love the story, I love the sound. There's not a single song on this album that makes me go, eh. I'm not a fan of that one because it's it all sounds good to me. Um, and there are plenty of bands out there. And I'll be honest with you with, with you, I love Clutch, but there are a couple songs where I'm just like, okay, I can skip that song. Scar Symmetry rarely has any of those, if not at all, for me. Now, for other people, that might be a different story. Uh, but uh, this album, uh, you know, I'll give it uh, 8.5 out of 10 if we're going to do it on a 10 scale. And I'm absolutely biased, so, you know, because I love these guys so much. Um, but that's my take on it, man.
1: I got you. I got you. So, uh,. Let's see, as for me, uh, keep, keep getting into the Swedish bands, totally. Like, if you want more death metal, uh, start with At The Gates, go from there. Hell, At The Gates had a new album come out this year, so there you go. I need to okay. listen to that album. I'm a horrible person. Yeah, a lot of those melodic death metal bands. Like, I haven't listened to very much metal at all this year. Too much work, too much school. I'm a Busy Beaver? <clears throat> Busy Beavers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure we know a few girls who had Busy Beavers in high school. Hey yo! Whoa! Oh yeah yeah yeah! I didn't it. But yeah, totally. Just looking at a lot of the Swedish bands. hell. old Opeth is really good if you like like progressive and death metal stuff. Actually, their last album apparently was really their album this year was really good. So it was like a tribute to 70s prog rock. They're pretty much done making nice. death metal bastards. <laughs> But yeah, this album here—it was very impressive. It makes me want to go look some more of their stuff, so I'm definitely going to be doing that. Like if I ever run across some more of their stuff, pretty cheap, I might buy it. Because I was I was impressed with this album. The concepts the concepts here are really great. They're very it's a very lush world that they've built in these eight songs, and I'm interested in seeing where it goes. I think we're going to have a war. I think we're going to have Terminator Rise the Machine. Yeah, with less you know, uh, less Christian Bale freaking out on set. Uh, oh yeah. man, Just don't get me started on
2: that I get, shit. That, that, I, I hated uh, Christian after I heard about that. I hated Christian Bale after. I almost it almost made me not want to go see the movie, even though I did. That whole particular incident, I've I've never forgiven Christian Bale. Batman, whatever the fuck, I don't. Uh, Christian Bale's a dick. After I heard that.
1: I just thought it was really funny, personally. Yeah. I like Chabale as an actor. Like I was like, that was pretty fucking funny right there. I like. You it. could tell
2: I was I was personally upset. I was personally upset about it. Damn it. <laughs> it <happened. laughs>
1: yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah, I like the album. Eight out of ten, maybe eight and a half. We'll see. So yeah, uh, plugs, plugs, plugs. What do you got?
2: Plugs. Hey, first off, I just want to thank you uh thank you for coming on here and like i said like you said throwing me a bone and giving me the opportunity to uh discuss this album with you uh you and mark you know i I've, I've always you know I've I'm I'm always listening when I get the chance so it's either live or it's uh later in the week I'm trying to get it uh, uh the chance to listen to it so again thank you guys very much for uh, bre- let me come on here and talk one of my favorite band metal bands of all time um plug wise uh we've got uh you know I was in I was I did source material over this past Monday and we did it, it, it me and ben